Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Dunder the Junkies presents Escape from Wolfheim, episode 39, A Bit of Clarity. Why, hello there, everyone, and welcome back to my wonderful yet terrible homebrew world of Escape from Wolfheim. I am Chad, the Dungeon Master, and most everyone in this wonderful world I've created but there are clearly some people who aren't me who will be playing tonight. Otherwise, this be a very weird actual play podcast. Maybe I am that crazy. Who knows? Let's go around the table. We'll start with Matt. I am Matt, and today I'm playing Detective Wyatt Stanton, the, uh, the, the homicide detective of Ganymede PD, also a Power Ranger, also, everyone's best friend. Come on, David, just admit it. You want to be his best friend. And if in doubt, eggs and bacon will save the day. Right. Everyone's best friend. That's that's what we say. Okay, next we go to Caitlin. Uh, hi, I'm Caitlin. I play Damien. That's all he is. He is oh. He is a Air Genasi Warlock Shadow Sorcerer who is here, confused, apparently de- developing or revealing that he actually has a personality beyond blind rage, and is not Wyatt's friend in any way, shape, or form, because Wyatt put Varian in danger by being an idiot. And also, side note, Matt, eggs and bacon won't save the day if you don't turn up to brunch. Boom. Shots fired. Let's go next to Carrie. Hello, I am Carrie, and I will be playing Varian Naheem, the Wood Elf Warlock. Prince of Sparkles, occasionally terrorized by a book, but you know, it's probably somewhat justified. Who's to say? Done. The sparkly one themselves, who are just getting by and truly kind of finding their voice lately, leading the group in some situations. And last but certainly not least, Alex. Hi, I am Alex and I am one of the four people not playing as Chad tonight, but I will be playing as Avery, the Azamar wizard, who has a cat and who hasn't talked to Damien, which is going to be fun because he knows that their magic is going nope. Yeah, what a wonderful segue that is. Because last time on Escape from Ulfam, the gang, still in the Pyramid of the Band of Atomism, once again, kind of just chatted it up, had a bit of a discourse with General Calypso, where things probably didn't go as well as she wanted, or any of you probably wanted with the first offer to join the Resistance, with Damien storming out, and then afterwards... 
her kind of putting her foot in her mouth before Virian said, you know what, I'm actually still in. Wyatt said he was in. Then, she revealed that maybe Avery has a bigger part to play in this whole world of Ulfam than even he knows about. But eventually, after much consternation, some much wonderful character development from the Angry One themselves, where we actually got to find out some of the things going on in the past, we quickly flashed to the normal times where Damien isn't quite feeling that well and seems to have many issues. Not only can they not now find their bird, but they've realized the blood that's coming out of their face each time they try and summon the bird doesn't seem like normal blood and seems to be something wrong with it. But we're not beating around the bush this week because that is exactly where we jump back into. Damien, you stand on these stairs that led you down to this wonderful treasure trove of weapons and items and armors and scrolls and other such great accoutrements. But you stayed behind to once again with this newfound power to see if you could summon Julius to you. Not only did Julius not appear, but in thinking about what's going on and the pooling blood in your hand from your nose, you look down to not see the not truly red. Your blood hasn't been red in a very long time. But this isn't even truly a blood as much as it is a fluid that seems to harden as you poke at it. And as you continue to stare at it, you just stand on the stairs. But what would you like to do? Apart from kind of staring general horror, um... On a scale of 1 to 10, how similar is it to the weird kind of blood but not blood trail we followed out of the city to find Taminator in the first place? You want the good news, or do you want the bad news? Mm, both. Uh, well, the bad news is it looks exactly like that. The good news is, at least you know what it is. <laughs> if anyone was, say, lurking nearby hoping to talk to me, they'd probably hear, like, an almost guttural exhale that, if you didn't know Damien better, would sound a bit like a muffled sob. <laughs> a very disturbing sound kind of echoes up through this winding staircase that led down to the basement. Maybe someone heard it, but I don't know. Pat climbs on the shoulder to try and peek head around the corner to see what was making that noise. Avery, you do hear this sound at the top of the stairs where you stand and wait. Oh, no. This can't be too hard to talk about. What, what do you think is going to be? Oh, this is going to go fucking terrible. Wait. 
I, I won't stand too close, so obviously when they come up, I'm not like right in their face. So like I'm a good ten foot back from the stairs. Not like staring at the stairs, just like just pacing way on. Damien will come up the stairs after a while. It's very like he's a lot more vacant than he usually is, or at least in the minimum amount of time you've spent with him. He's not as hyper alert. Yeah, there's no Matthew motherfucking Willis. Just good to your sink every time you're gonna use it now, Willis. Because Caitlin will be there with a knife. How do you let anyone have a moment, Matt? For the benefit of the, the tape, Matt changed his Zoom name to Wyatt Stanton, comma, has a bird. Because as he's told me recently in the middle of a fucking session, Wyatt can just bring a fucking bird. We've already got old familiar with a cat over here, let's just rub it in. <laughs> And they wonder why he's not your friend. There's Sorry. no doors on the barracks down to the armory at all. So, Avery, you do just see Damien slowly ascending the staircase. One stair at a time. I am at the top of the stairs. Cool. Right, Alex. Think of what to say to Damien. This can't be that hard, Alex. Yes, it is hard, Alex. Damn. Okay. Back into character. Here's a question for you real quick, Damien, before you jump back in. Are you still holding the pool of blood in your hand? Or did you do something with it? I... Probably, I mean, that attempt to summon Julius was a rough one. Like, that was a lot. So I probably put, like, a small amount of it in some sort of mini container that I have. So, I mean, I don't really drink or anything, so. I'm sustained by hatred. I don't need sustenance. <laughs> There's probably still some dripping off my fingers, but... I'm no longer, like, holding it like it is the holy water. That's, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, back to it, Avery. What you got? Uh, okay. Alex has got pop <laughs> Trying to play into the minus charisma... Trying to play into the black charisma character as well. Doesn't help. Damien, as you reach the top of the stairs, you see a very awkward Avery kind of just staring at you. And, like, you see their, like, mouth, like, almost, like, moving. But it's one of those situations where you can see that they're clearly working out something in their brain, but they're not saying anything out loud. And both the cat and Avery are just staring at you as you reach the top of the stairs. Has anyone ever told you it's rude to stare? I'm not much of one to stare normally. I'm just trying to think of ways to say this way you won't lash out. As long as you're not about to tell me that, I don't know, you're secretly my father or something. Not that I'm aware of, but from what I was told earlier, who fucking knows in this place? 
Right, kind of, so... It's kind of a brief eyebrow of... Right. I wasn't sure how to tell you this, but I feel like you're not someone who would want someone to beat around the bush. They'd want you... They'd want... You'd want them to be honest. To be correct. When we were heading to the um, armory down there, I've no... I noticed your magic keeps dropping out on you. What do you mean, dropped out? I, I try not to focus on people's magic, but when you've been when you studied it for almost thirty years, it's it's like an instinct that you just pick up on it instantly. But still rude. But you, go on. Yes. But when we were walking to this armory, your magic cut out for about half a second or so. And then just as we were leaving, and you were focusing on something, it cut out again for about two, three seconds before coming back. But you said my magic was chaotic. More so than normal. But it just cut out this time. You lost your magic for a second, effectively. Damien will kind of wipe some of the blood that's clearly still like lingering by his nose. And what do you see now? What do I see now, DM? How's their magic looking? Is it stable or is it all over the place? And you can make me an arcana check. I'm happily making an arcana check. Uh, that is a seven on the dice, so dirty twenty. I love experts. Their magic—it feels it's there. It's hmm. The best way you could put it is. The chaos is there, but there's also something else there as well. But you can't, like, grab on to anything. But Damien does have their magic right now. You can feel the aura coming off of them. Avery looks a bit perplexed for, for a moment. It's, it's there. It's chaotic like it was earlier, but... Do you have more than one source of magic, by any chance? Yeah, I have two. Well, three if you count. I kind of gesture at my tattoos. I'm inherently Sorry. magical as an Ergenasi. I have a Warlock Pact. And my third death triggered some sort of latent sorcery. lingering there for sure, but I can't make out what it is. Hmm. I just thought... Please don't mention this to Calypso and the others. I don't know. That's your stuff I have no intention to. 
I just thought you might want to know, given the fact that we're probably about to head into the battlefield. Yes. Chances are I will give Wyatt a brief overview, but bare bones, and I'll have a proper conversation with Virion later. But the Band of Atomism does not need to know what is going on here. Of course. You're... If you want help getting your raven back, I can try and assist you next time. See if I can reach in while you're focusing or something. There is something deeper at work here, but I appreciate the offer. Maybe you'll kind of stalk off towards where the meeting point stuff is. So I can write on paper of what I found if I notice. Meanwhile, Wyatt, Therian, you guys have already made your way and are standing at the door to Calypso's war room waiting for the other two, kind of looking back and forth at each other as they just don't appear. They don't appear. And then suddenly, screaming around the corner at top speed, you see Aldrich suddenly appear and lock eyes with both of you. You two, quick, with me, now! Doc needs us! Okay. Quietly change the look of you, and then we'll head off after Doc. You see Aldrich stands and waits for one second before turning on his heel and immediately sprinting back down the hall towards the main hall and towards the doctor's office. I'll follow. Why we're trying to pace. You two... Knowing you've now spent a good little bit in this pyramid and have been back and forth enough times that you have a general layout of at least where these main rooms are supposed to be. So even though the fact that Aldrich is already gone from your sight when you reach the main hall, you have no problems reaching to the next hallway across the way and making your way towards the medical examiner's office. As you reach, you see that the painting is already slid open and the stairs down to the ward is open already. What? Like, steps to the side of the arm, you, Vivian? Baron just goes ahead. No, it's not the time for manners. What? And probably straight off. You two charging down the steps of the ward, down to the wards. You reach the bottom, the door once again already flung open. And as you reach the bottom of the steps, you can see that the door to ward two is wide open and Aldrich is standing there going, QUICKLY! I will quicken my pace if I can. Why well, would it be best to do take the thing? Uh, as you both do, you enter into ward number two. Can I get a perception check from both of you, please? This can only be badly. It's a 19 or low. 14 or in. As Wyatt, your vision is blocked by the massive silver body 
and white labbed coat warforged that is Doc. As you can see him hunched over this table. Virian, you came in a little farther to the right, and as you look, you turn to your left and you see knives, or you see who you know has to be knives. His skin has completely bleached, completely white, looking very gaunt as he's laying on this table and his body is seizing as he's kind of just shaking on this table. And you can see the many tendrilled fingers of Doc, multiple of them with needles at the end, injecting things into him. And as Doc turns his head and he sees you, Quickly, did either of you two interact or touch the Beholder at all? Black holds his hand up. You, here, now! Why, that's forward, quickly. As you step next to Doc, his other much larger hand with only the three fingers reach out and the hand, you realize it was pretty big, but as it comes in, it's big enough that it literally encompasses your chest. And as it does, you feel a pinprick enter right into the middle of your chest and you feel, yes, yes, all right. Hey, 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 what are you doing? And you see... Doc removes his hand quickly and stares at you for a moment. I, we will talk about this later. And he turns his eyes towards you, Virian. You, you are in the library, correct? Yes. Quickly, to me. It was untold. You see Doc takes his hand, moves it, and you actually see him eject uh, a squirt of blood out of his hand and he just squirts it onto the ground before Virian as quick as lightning his hand is graped around your chest and you feel a pinprick go into the center of your chest before Doc yes alright does have the residual yes alright and he removes his hand before he turns back to Knives and you see him slam it onto his chest and Knives body as he holds it there for a second stops seizing and goes still. Okay. Okay. He should be stable now. And Doc turns and looks at the two of you. I don't... I don't know if this one is actually going to survive. The thrall of Lucas seems to be much stronger than I imagined. He woke up about ten minutes ago, remembering nothing of what has occurred so far here. And then, all the skin drained of color, he began to seize and he began to literally shrink. I, I don't know what to do here. This is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Right. Um, what were you doing exactly? Is it on me? Sorry, I keep getting messages at the moment. I'm doing my head in. Not just you, Alex. What do you mean? What was I doing? What well, you just you just stuck some needles into? I'm guessing Vivian as well into my chest. 
and you see the blue eyes of the Warforge kind of narrow at you. Yes, I did take some of your blood. You being in his domain for as long as you were, some of the residual magic I hoped would have infused upon you. And I feel I've purged all of it from knives, as you call him. And I feel that is what is actually killing him. Seems to be some sort of almost virus-like response to me hacking off his connection to the Beholder. But you, Wyatt, have you been honest with your teammates? I haven't exactly had the chance to speak to him properly. There's not been time to sit down with tea and biscuits to get my drift. Wyatt, what's he talking about? We have had chances to talk. We were all sat in the same room maybe a few hours ago. All at separate tables. What's going on? Varian is going to kind of lean forward as he asks that. And there's a, probably a slightly uncharacteristic, almost a malice to his words. I'm dying. I think. I think. After we got out of hospital, remember when Comfort Ernst demanded I go back to the uh, station for, for a checkup and everything? Yes, whilst Avery was God knows where, and Damien and I were whisked off to talk to Bart. Yes, well, that wasn't my choice. That's our doctor there. Found out that it's inside me, baby. What's inside you, might I ask? The black dude. Okay. How? And given what this black goo does, when exactly were you planning to tell us? Okay, the how part, I can't answer, but I don't know. Unless yes. I that would be every confidence, but <laughs> Yes, Wyatt, the when part, if you don't mind. I don't know. I'm. I was. Still, I'm still coming to terms with myself now. Part of me was hoping I could find a way of fixing it, so I wouldn't need to tell anyone. Oh yes, of course. I got a bit. We're just going to let it carry on until it consumed you. Wyatt. 
at the same also, at the same time, the doctor said that he didn't. I asked how long do I have, and he's like, I couldn't. He couldn't predict it. He said. Yes, I'm lost. This is terrible. The situation. You've seen what that does to people. Yes. You've seen we have no cure. Yes. Were you waiting until it turned you so you could use it against the rest of us? Were you never planning to tell any of us? I... I don't know what to say. I... Wyatt will just push past and storm out of the room. It's just going to like the longest exhale of his entire life. And his afterlife. You see Doc looks at you. Um, well, I... If you have anything you would like to say to this Githrakai, or anything that you would need from his persons, I suggest you handle it now. I don't believe he'll be here much longer. Yeah, that's a horrifying thought. And uh, the Warforged Doc begins to walk towards the door. And as he does, he turns back one more time. Also, Tell your friend, Wyatt. My analysis says that it's 50-50. Okay, I'll do that. And once again, the massive silver warforge turns for opening the door and exiting the ward, closing it behind him. Arian's just going to lean against the wall for a minute. Just trying to... It's a desire to touch something solid when everything around you just seems to be dissolving. Descending into madness again. And as much as it pains him to do so, and me actually, because this tends to go against anything my characters do, does... is... Knives' back with possession still here. Oh yeah, it's just lying on uh, the table over against the other wall. Probably not more than a few feet from where you're leaning against the wall. It just looks at knives, and then after a few moments his eyes just kind of land on the bag. And he mutters something to himself. It's kind of in a very... But I'm going to peek in the bag and see if there's anything that could be useful to us. Sure. Uh, make me an investigation check. Also, while you're doing that, Mr. Wyatt, where exactly are you storming to? Heading straight back up um, through the picture to uh, just get a far away from the... Uh, far away as possible from the uh, 
there's just the world possible. Because what I had a what plan was to tell them when to tell the gut tell the team when they were as far away from here as possible. So, thanks, Chad. <laughs> I didn't tell Chad that either. So I thought you should have done that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah. Why well, it's going to be much dialed back in, like what the corridors are in the promoted pacing. Thinking, like, any moment now, he's probably going to come face to face with a very angry Air Ganassi who's probably going to kill him when he finds out what is inside his blood. As you reach the top of the stairs of the ward, standing outside of the painting, you see Aldrich kind of standing there. Oh, uh, you are already done down there? I am. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, General Calypso is still waiting for that meeting. Um, I, she I can wait. Oh, oh, all right. Um, I will relay the message. Um, then if you have anything else, otherwise you know where your quarters are, and I will see you later. Is there a bar here? Oh, um, I mean, if you go to the kitchen, the final cabinet, 13th cabinet on the left, that cabinet will be what you, I suppose, are looking for. 13th cabinet on the left, got it. Thank you. And while we head to the kitchen at a brisk walk, Aldrich watches you go before turning and going the opposite way back towards Calypso's war room. But Virion, what did you get on your investigation? I'd say 15 all in. Virion, you look down at this bag and you can feel your it's like that tight grip around your stomach as you're touching someone else's possessions. And you're a lot of things, Virian, and have, you know, a lot of hang-ups. But one thing you're not is a thief. You don't take from others. You've never had the need to take from others. And even if you did have the need, you don't think you would have done it anyways. But this, you know, that there is probably stuff in here that could desperately help you in whatever is going on here. And as you put both hands on the top of the bag and open it up, you see as it opens up, you just see a swirling blue portal. Just as you realize that Knives clearly, as a high-ranking person in Vicious's army, carries a bag of holding. And as you stare at this, and you almost feel a sensation of, like, someone saying, just do it. I don't even care. I stole most of the things in there anyways. As you reach your hand into the bag, and as you pull it out, you hold the Multiversal Theory and Practical Applications book by Everett C. Smythe. And tucked right into the front cover of the book, you see Knives pass the golden crane in ruby red 
almost shimmering as it looks like a bookmark right in the front cover. Okay. But as your hand ex- or exits the bag, the top of the bag cinches closed once again and kind of flops over. buy a book and golden green pass and with my own things. Fantastic. You can add those to your inventory. And uh, what would you like to do then? You are now left alone, staring at a withered, still white-skinned now, Githrakai, but not shuddering. But as you look at him, you can see that Doc was not kidding when he said he seemed to be withering away as you can see that he's already lost, it looks like 30 to 40 pounds from the last time you saw him, not more than a couple hours ago. Therian tries to find some sort of words, but there's really nothing you can say in this situation, especially to someone who probably can't hear you. The thing is, with Virion being charismatic, it's usually some sort of act, like a mask you can put on and the situation arises. But this isn't the time for, like, just bullshitty social pretenses. So he's just going to start heading towards the door, glancing back at knives before he does leave the room. Virion, as you reach the door, you can still hear the beeping of the monitors, but the beeping is very slow. (laughs) And though you don't have a medical degree by any stretch of the imagination, you can tell that that heartbeat is far too slow. Then you exit out into the ward hallway. And as you close the door behind you, you are left alone in the very pristinely cleaned, almost to the point where it's like sickening. It's so clean. Just the smell of ammonia and other cleaning products just buffets your nose as you stand in this just sterile hallway. Thanks, take. Honestly, quite a slow walk back up to where I think the others might be, because I can't see that they're not there. Uh, so you're heading back to uh, Calypso's war room? Yes. All right. Uh, with that then, meanwhile, Damien, Avery, you make your way after just lagging behind by maybe five, ten minutes at the most. You, coming down the hallway, see no one standing in front of General Calypso's doors. Alright, do we miss the meeting or something? Did they get lost? Yeah. 
Make a star or wait for them, I guess. Well, knowing Varian, Varian isn't here because he's doing something important, so... I'm just gonna wait, because I don't really want to be in like a one-on-two situation with Alexo and her weird mojo. You two stand kind of awkwardly in front of General Calypso's door, just not speaking. Every once in a while, the cat just meow, meow, as it bats at a string that's hanging off of Avery's clothes. But after about another 10 minutes, suddenly you see, and you can almost see the sparkles before you actually see Virian crest around the corner. As Virian turns around the corner, you can see, though, in their face right away, no perception check needed, that they are definitely haunted by something at this moment. Should I ask, or do you want to just get on with this? Sorry. Okay. Bible, if you seem like, so I feel I may have upset him. No, but we lagged behind, so... <laughs> so you have to go find him, if you want. <laughs> May as well. You may as well. Right. Obviously, I know I can see. I can if I look through the cat's eyes. I know I can. I know I can see what's around me. So once you go in the room and I sit down, I'll send the cat out to find Wyatt. Awesome. Uh, so you guys, the three of you are going into General Calypso's war room then? I'll not, but yes. Damien, you knock on the door and you hear Calypso's voice from the other side. Yes, come in. The three of you enter and Avery... You send off, uh, what's the name of the cat one more time? Uh, Sylvie. I'll sit. I will look through their eyes and send off the cat to see if she can find Wyatt. The three of you, as you step in, you see General Calypso standing still over the map of Ganymede, just staring at it. All by herself this time, though. No Evelina. None of the gold constructs that represent the others, or even Aldrich at this moment is not here. And she looks up, her beautiful blue eyes almost seemingly mournful as she looks up at the three of you. I don't... Hello. Yes, I'm glad you came back. Uh, Please sit. Very well sit and just stare at the table. I'm just gonna lean on, like, I'm gonna lean next to Virian's chair. I'm not comfortable enough to sit down, but Virian clearly needs some kind of backup right now. Well, I've been told that 
Aldrich took you all down to the armory, and you've all been fully equipped. Yes? Yes, you have quite the collection. Uh, you see a kind of almost just a wry smile across her face. Yes, uh, fighting as many wars and dimensions and galaxies as we've been to, you tend to acquire a lot of things. But yes, I'm going to be blunt with the three of you. Where, where is Wyatt? Cats off to find him. As, I, as I'm staring stare where I think she's talking. As Avery stares at one of the statues very awkwardly, like over the shoulder of uh, General Calypso, almost seeming like a power move, but it's too blank of stare to actually be. But you see Calypso looks at you. There, this is even above anything that I can... Okay, all I I know this. These are the things that I, I know. I know that Bart clearly knew more than he was letting on. I, I don't know if any of you are lying to me and know more, but I know this, that Bart clearly knew something that we didn't. I don't know if any of you know how to get any of Bart's records or anything of that nature. But I think that could be vitally important. We also have this issue with what looks to be these buildings falling, which once again, I didn't believe to be anything, but now with the way the world seems to be going here in Ulfarm, I don't know if anything is not connected. So I feel a mission to at least investigate one of those would be wise. Also, we have apparently the mess that you, Virian, and Wyatt have unfortunately seemingly put us to begin with, with Yukis and him reacquiring his book. I don't know what's to be done if the key is present anywhere, but securing that also feels of great vital importance. For if we have to deal with Yukis the Unquenchable and whatever this goo is, that seemingly is running amok in Ganymede and Ulfam as a whole. I don't... She looks at the three of you, and you can actually see, like, not fear, but just true worry, where she just stares at all of you, and I'm willing to offer all of you anything that I can, humanly can, to help. But I... I don't know what to do. I'm... I am at a loss. She kind of just drops her head as she once again just goes back to staring at this massive map of Ganymede. Oh. I guess it's about prioritizing here. Experience says nothing, but not to show that he is listening. He's looking in the wrong direction. James was talking aloud to himself, apparently. 
going very quietly so that unless you're probably like not directly next to him it's hard to hear just says it's for the golden cream I don't know where Bart's office is. Calypso. You did say this out loud, correct? Not uh, over the group chat, right? Yeah, it's quiet, but it was out loud. Calypso, and you almost feel like that void, like I, though she isn't looking at you, you feel like it almost is where her head and she doesn't say anything for a second and then goes, I I will remind you, you all do have a bolo out for your capture in the city of Ganymede Square currently. It's kind of a soft smirk on Damien's face. It's like, Carlos have never been an issue for me before. If I'm going to try and put any of this in any sort of order or priority, I mean, we're kind of split for resources here. We have to decide what takes precedence. And right now, we need information in order to do that. Because we're all coming in with different biases and understandings and experiences. I don't know. I can't really help with the Beholder situation. You lot can't. You guys don't really know what happened with Caminator in the tank. It's... We need an objective, higher understanding of this. And the only way we're going to get that is through people's... People who clearly do more than we thought they did. We need Bart and Ives' info. In any... Honestly, if I can get any of Brosnan's fucking stuff as well. Avery, at this moment, Sylvie makes her way kind of, you don't even know if she's at this moment truly even looking for Wyatt, but there is definitely a smell. And even though they're a familiar and a spirit, the spirit is still there and a spirit is built of what the creature is. And a creature, if it smells fish and it's a cat, it's going to fucking go that way. Because Sylvie finds themselves outside the cafeteria door before pushing open the, you know, kind of swinging double doors that lead into it and kind of sauntering their way back to the kitchen before pushing the kitchen door open. And Wyatt, what does Sylvie the cat see waiting for her inside this kitchen? Ha 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 ha.
Quiet is sprawled across two chairs in the cafeteria. One leg up on the table as well. He has sunk two bottles of whiskey already. And he's now and he's now frequent way through his third. Jesus. He is completely hammered. Sylvia the cat steps in and the smell of fish is almost immediately washed away by just a rush of alcohol just slamming into this very powerful cat nose. And even you, Avery, who can only see through their eyes, can feel the rush of it. And you see a pissed drunk Wyatt with two glass empty bottles laying next to him, a third one in his hand, and you can see a cabinet open with what looks to be like another swirling, like kind of vortex inside of it. And you can just see Wyatt slugging back this bottle. Avery just says to himself, for fuck's sake, Sylvie will jump up onto the table. Wyatt, you see a very pretty cat jump up onto the counter about 10 feet from you. And just, Mom. Oh. Want them? Mom. As he does that, because. Because hmm. Sylvie can respond to command, can she? Uh, if I was going to like say, Julius, you can give like telepathic command. Yeah, because why needs to get his shit together? So Sylvie is going as he holds the bottle forward. Sylvie's going to attempt to scratch his hand and try and knock the bottle out so it falls to the ground and smashes. All right, uh, Wyatt. Make me a dexterity saving throw at double disadvantage. Why is that photos isn't too bad? So that's not so this could be interesting. Okay, so Okay, well but I dropped a seventeen a twenty. Uh so that leaves me with um five plus three is eight. Wyatt, you extend your hand, and you can even see, you didn't think you were that drunk, but you can see your hand kind of wobble as you extend it towards this cat, before suddenly, and literally the cat's paw slashes into the two, like, first two knuckles of your hand, and you immediately see blood as you release the bottle, and it shatters onto the floor. What would I do? What would I do? Followed by a hiss. Well, I think Wyatt is drunk, not thinking straight, but he's now no. extremely pissed off. I can't do that. As a human being, I can't do that. I love cats too much. Well, I was going to reach his hand out and then stop. Do that. Bow off, cat. Meow. 
And you see Sylvie just kind of curl and just move farther away down the counter from you, but their eyes never leaving you. Wyatt, do you go to get another bottle out? Well, I'm going to try and, go try and get up to, get, to get, go and get another bottle, yes. Uh, make me a con check. A disadvantage. To single, or...? Just one con check right now. I'll tell Sylvie telepathically to not let Wyatt grab a bottle. So I'm doing this at disadvantage, okay? Okay, well, the low is... Why it, it takes you a moment. You you stand up once, but you immediately fall back down to the chair. And boy, and you gain your bearings before, and you get up to both feet and you stand for a moment wobbly, but you manage to find your balance. Feels a little like you're on a boat right now, but that's okay. You're you're pretty good. You're you're fine. You're fine, yeah. Wyatt. You're fine. Uh, he's fine. He's an, he's an eight. He's an eighteen. That's what I need. He's an eight. That's what I need. Wyatt will grab a bottle from the thirteenth cabinet, and then we'll make his way to the stove to start cooking something to try and sober himself up. Yeah, going to try and stop him grabbing the bottle. All right. Uh, what is... Alex, uh, please don't... Alex, I'm asking you nicely. <laughs> the next thing for what is to attack the cat. Seriously. And attack the cat? Just the cat. Okay. I've done war crimes in this. We know it's not real. Yeah, I know, but... Cats. Lovely. I'm just wondering whether the cat goes to the hand again or just, like, jumps at the face. You Not specifically said, uh, don't let him take another drink. So the cat, you didn't notice why it, it took you longer than you thought to stand up. Literally, as you reach into the 13th cabinet, your hand comes out. And literally, as your hand comes out, once again, flash like a lightning, claws dig into your hand and it falls from your hand. And the cat doesn't even hiss this time, though. It just stares at you in a very knowing and judging look. But swaying slightly, he'll be like, eh, and draws his gun. These can still be get on the shelf and just knock all of them off one by one in that cat way. You just hear Avery in, you, everyone in the um, this room that she just hears Avery go, shoot my cat and I swear to God I'll fucking break you. He's going to burn down the kitchen, by the way. What the fuck? Why? He's drunk. Very drunk. Why is he drunk? I said I may have upset him. What did you do? Make fun of his fucking cape? Oh, I yelled at him over something he's been keeping from us. You go, Blancoco. <laughs> Wyatt, you pull your gun and you stare in front of you at six different cats. All just staring <laughs> at you with the same judgmental, knowing look. 
None of them moving, but just staring at you in that way that you, when you know a cat is judging you. As you just stare at these six cats and you go, Wasn't there just fucking one of you a minute ago? For five, six shots, I'll get one of you. This cat just stares, doesn't move, just judging. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, Roll me a d6, please. Five. We hear the gun go from in here. Uh, you, the other two don't. But you, Avery, see through Sylvie's eyes as Wyatt, completely pointing the gun to the right at an empty point of the counter, just doom and fires off a shot as concrete and slap doosh, explodes away. And Sylvie just naturally reacts with Row! and sprints out of the kitchen. You tell Sylvie to come back as she sprints out of the kitchen. And, and stay out! No. Holsters gun. Hold, takes three. Takes three. Go the holster in the gun. <laughs> Avery it's cuts on the ground. A connection. Sorry, Avery. Avery cuts a connection. Blade comes out of his arm as he curl as he curls his fist. He tried to shoot my cats. What? What are you talking? What? Why have you been look? Is this why you've been looking off to the behind me? I thought you were trying to establish dominance, and I was laughing on the inside. But what the hell are you talking about? Searching for Wyatt, my familiar went to find him. He's in your kitchen, he's flat out drunk, and he reckons he's going to cook something, so... Oh, the kitchen might burn down if we don't put a stop to him. Oh, believe me, the kitchen is so magically attuned that it will put out a fire long before Wyatt can burn it down. The men and women of this regime have drank from the literal cup of destiny, and that'll fuck you up. And then you really want pancakes. And believe me, what a fucking mess. But yes, fetch your friend. Do whatever you must. I've, I, I must apologize to you now. The band of atomism has many things to offer, but land vehicles is not one of them. So whatever you choose to do, unfortunately, I will say you must do it on foot, as I have no other means to relay you anywhere. But I will let you to your business and... I will be here if you have any final questions or anything before you would like to leave. As we kind of vacate the room, I kind of nudge Varian and I'm like, Why did you snap at Wyatt? Avery already fucked off to go find the Power Ranger who attempted to shoot his cat. Oh no, I, have, I haven't left the others yet. Since the last few has been hiding something from us. Something that I only just found out. I thought he was hiding something because of why the hell he's in the hospital in the first place, but from your face, I don't think that's it. Wyatt may be dying. Wyatt has been infected by the goo. What? Yes, that was my reaction too. Varian, I literally... I pull out like the weird little, um... 
capsule I have that I literally just put my blood in. And I guess I don't really care if Avery sees it at this point because he kind of knows what's going on with my magic anyway. I kind of hold it out and I show like the weird silvery alchemical weird. I'm like this is my blood now. Uh, Sorry. I was going to say, it takes no history or anything to recognize. This was a very traumatic incident in your life. And it's one of those things where if you see it again, it immediately draws up many painful memories. And even looking at this little small vial, you almost hear like a guitar chord just like ping in the back of your mind as memories of Cal kind of flood back to you for a second as you stare at the viscous black liquid that led you to that aquarium. That, that's one tiny sign is all that comes out of Varian's mouth. As he's probably trying to fight off the beginnings of some kind of panic attack now. Oh no, why is, when did this happen? I, I found out today. I literally found out just before this meeting. It's why Avery and I were late. My magic's broken. No, wait, wait, wait. You stay Avery. here, Avery. We'll deal with the drunken Power Ranger in a minute. What is this? Was it a person of everything? What is this? I can study if you like, see if I can work out what's different about it. Kind of gingerly give Avery the capsule and I'm like we followed a trail of this originally out of Ganymede out of like beyond the barrier to an aquarium where we met an asshole who blew us up with a bunch of headless asthma that's how we ended up in the hospital where we met we died Died, yet somehow we're still here. Again, and we followed that trail, and now my blood is that fucking trail. I don't want to be one of those fucking headless out of my husk things, Avery. Can I, can I work at what type of blood this is with like a. Um, like a medicine or an arcana check or both that's required uh you can choose what kind of check you would like to make on this liquid you may only make one right now to try and ascertain anything because it's good like you can definitely study it more in depth and get other things later but in just trying to look at it and pick something up quickly you can pick one skill right now to try and ascertain something about this Making a quick check, it will definitely be Arcana, because plus 13, so... Let's not use fuck that up. Um... We'll have plus 13... 24. Avery, as Damien gingerly hands this liquid to you, you can see as it almost just moves in the uh, vial it's in, it kind of shifts, and it, you almost see as it like hits the bottom, because it was like tilted over. You can almost see it almost kind of solidifies as it does. And as you're holding it in your hand, 
the thing you most feel about this is the complete lack of magic. There is not an ounce, a atom, a smidgen of magical properties to this. This is as foreign to magic as water is to land. Your blood isn't this color, naturally. No. This consistency. It used to be red. After my first death, it was kind of... I mean, it was like a very unoxygenated since m- not much, you know, oxygen went around my body anymore. So no, it's never been weird black. Well, just examine quickly. There is no magical content to it at all. So the fact that it's even made its way into a system brings questions. Black husks we brought in and was weird like the foam things. And if I hold on to this and we'll stop I'll study it forever, is the time as we have more time? Yeah, it's not like there's apparently an endless supply of fucking veins. Okay. Oh, I just wanted to get that out the way so you knew. I'm not planning on dying anytime fucking soon, but in case my magic fritzes out more than it already has, that's on a fucking Julius! Wyatt. He's been hiding this since the hospital. What I can understand, yes. He's been out in the city and talking to people and potentially infecting the entirety of Ganymede. He could have infected you. I could fucking shred him. I'm going straight to the cafeteria. Uh, Damien, you've been here the longest here in the Band of Atomism's <laughs> Pyramid, so you know the exact route to get there the quick as you humanly can. And by humanly, I mean Ganassily. Is that a word? That's going to be a word. Ganassily can. So you two see Damien, not run, but in a very hurried, angry walk, begins to make their way towards the cafeteria. Are you two following? Violence dog. Shut up. Izzy is angry at Wyatt. Izzy, Izzy will be knocking on your door any second, Matt, with the way she, the speech you can run at. Right now, I feel like a snitch. Think... <laughs> no, this is not. I think, um, Avery's not the most <laughs> talkative person, so I think while this is going on, he's just gonna find somewhere to sit in. Try and just examine this a bit more. So do the medicine, maybe do the medicine check while this conversation is going on between them two, or them three. I don't know what variants doing. 
I will say one uh. thing before anything else. Just Avery, Damien did state that they did not want the band to know about this at all. So just because I'm, I'm in a good mood, I'm going to say you probably shouldn't study this out in the open as these are all very observant individuals. And if they catch you with an odd black liquid in their hand, it's going to be like a dog with a bone and it's not going to go unheralded. Or what the bottle? Um, then I'll kill you. <laughs> He'll pull out a notebook and start making notes of his findings so far. So, obviously, just keep an eye on who's looking. Sure. All right. Uh, so you're just trying to find a spot to kind of hole up and study this liquid. Um, Virian, are you going to go with Damien? I think before Virian goes anywhere, because Virian's probably on the edge of some kind of panic attack. And he's just kind of trying to remember how to breathe at the moment. So he's just kind of stood there. And if he does make his way along, it's going to be an incredibly slow process. So by the time he gets there, it wouldn't be surprising if Wyatt was just a pool of blood on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Just walking along. Kind of hand to his mouth. Because... Varian suffered panic attacks most of his life, but having people witness it is another ball game entirely. All right. Well, with that, then we go back to Wyatt Stanton <laughs> cooking in a kitchen, happy as a lark. I don't really know what's going on. What you making, Wyatt? Uh, what? Probably trying to make himself some kind of omelette that he's thrown like four eggs into the pan. One of, them, one of the shells has gone in as well. He he's tried to chop a pepper and throw it in. It's not going well. Um, he's trying to find bacon, hasn't found bacon. So it looks like bacon isn't quite bacon. Has gone in instead, and he's basically just trying to agitate it as best he can, and. Even though you don't do it with omelettes, you, you put it under a grill, you don't flip it because that's how you break it. Uh, why is we trying to flip the omelette back to the door of the kitchen? Wyatt, you hear, you've gotten your vision down. You're pretty sure there's only three pans in front of you. It helps that you can hold on to this and actually feel that there's only one. So you're doing okay. And you're about to get it and you flip that omelet up into the air when suddenly bang the kitchen doors fly open as Damien's boot ricochets off of the door and you see Damien storm into this kitchen and the omelet splats onto the stove you've heard Damien shout and kind of be furious. You haven't heard the cold fury yet. And that's what you get. Detective Wyatt Stanton. Wyatt's blood literally goes cold. You ever have those moments, people, when you sober up real quick and something <laughs> weird happens? Oh, yes! Oh, yes! It's one of those times. 
where your vision, uh, as you stare at this now just splatted omelet on the stove, goes from three omelets to one omelet in front of you. Oh, You just kind of, you see, you can't tell it whether it's because you're drunk or not, but you just kind of see almost shadows fucking licking at every step that Damien takes. Like, there is a crackle, like, there's normally kind of chaotic energy around him anyway, and there's always an aura of get the fuck away, but this is, like, something deeper than that. Knowing that if he'd rather face Damien than Damien turn from his back, he does slowly turn around. He's got on the floor still, he hasn't picked that up. And just looks toward Damien. Half, I think half sheepish, half scared, but it's also a little bit of, I knew this was coming sort of thing. I was dreading this moment sort of deal. What? When we first met, I didn't like you. Still didn't really like you going on. But you survived the hospital. I thought, you know, maybe this one's tolerable for a bit. You didn't like Bart, and you had to appoint in someone's favour. And, even though your idiocy ruins Nines' memory and potentially his health. You, I'm assuming you have some part in Virion surviving the trip out to the library. Now, I've learned how you almost fucked them all over with a beholder that is now after us and that has been unleashed. I've learned that you Are a fucking traitor. Excuse me? The goo, Wyatt. How does that make me a traitor? You were in that hospital. You saw what it did to several million people. Yes, I did. And you saw how easily it spread. And now I learn that you've known you were infected. And you've been going out in the city. You've been in close proximity with Virion. Do you know how many people your idiocy has doomed? How do I even know that the reason Grosny and those Warforged attacked me and went all static-eyed wasn't because of your moronic tendencies. Carrie. Carrie in the group chat. Oh dear, I appear to have sentenced Wyatt to death. My bad. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, uh, sorry. I can't get a giggle that now. Sorry. <clears throat> 
Whenever it would be kind of helpful when it was dying. We would all farm. Die again in the first place. Some yes. of us have been unfortunate enough to die more than once. Oh, really? I wasn't aware. Not like I've died three fucking times, Wyatt! Look. I didn't find out until I was hauled back to HQ after the hospital. I don't even know how it infected me. Because I had my Ranger armor on when that thing went over me. I don't even know if it could get through that. But I do know that What I saw in the hospital, it, the goo, it had to be like past two stomach infections, I can see. No, it doesn't. We learnt that. It broke out of containment. It went into the fucking ventilation. It's faster to go through someone and directly insert it into them, as it were. But no, exposure does just the same. We saw that memory gem. We saw that original memory gem from Bart. We saw the scientists playing with what they shouldn't have under his orders. I may be a... I may be a psychopath. I may be a serial killer. I may be a fucking... maniac with anger issues, as you'd say. Or some dickhead Ganassi. But I killed three and a half million people to stop that fucking infection. And you just stroll around in a city you've lived in for centuries. What would you have me do? Kill myself? Maybe. Probably would have spared me a lot of trouble. So what, you're gonna kill me? Thinking about it. Since you're now down here, instead of being any fucking use, now that your lies have been exposed, I've not, not lied to you. I. Was, Why were you at the hospital in the first place, Wyatt? I was. I meant about the. I wasn't there. I was there because I was sent. find out about you guys. You have been using Varian and I from the beginning. Ernst was using you from the beginning. I was the pawn that she was using. Even a pawn makes choices of their own. You weren't under mind control. You weren't being puppeteered by blood magic. You agreed. 500 years of doing the same thing over and over. It was another job as far as I was concerned. And it clearly wasn't. It clearly wasn't. What?
know what I did to the last person who used us like this, Wyatt. Who used me. Gordon, I'm assuming. I flayed him. Alive. And left him there to dry in the sun until the lower layers of skin cracked and he bled. And the carrier birds came in and finished him off. He was there for a week. In agony. Want to see how long I can keep you alive? That's the route you're going with this attitude. I'm scared then. You are a suspicious. I've been here for 500 years. I have seen some incredibly scary shit in all farm. I'd say you were probably the scariest thing I had seen. Yes, well... When that doctor told me that I had that inside of me. You pale in comparison. Everything I've seen, that eye in the sky above all farm. Fucking child's play, compared to how I feel at the moment with what's inside me. I don't See, know what to do. If I was somewhere else, if I was someone else, if I was anyone else, I'd feel some sympathy. I'd feel some camaraderie. They're not the only one with something fucked up in their blood. But guess what, Wyatt? One admission of fear does not make up for a quantity of sin. Agreed. So, unless you want me to rip your entrails out, and when I get Julius back, let him fucking feast on them, you are going to stop this shit, straighten your brain out, and... I don't care if you die trying, but you're going to try and do something for this fucking resistance. Yes, I will. And, Wyatt. And my voice kind of lowers, so you deliberately kind of have to lean closer to hear him. If your actions ever put Gillian in danger again, or if I discover that there have been greater repercussions for your missteps than I realise, you will wish the eye in the sky had eaten you and that the poison in your veins had killed you long ago. Do we understand each other, little man? I slam my dagger through his hand and pin his hand to the table and then walk out. What is it what is it with you and <laughs> my characters and my hands and blades? Uh yes. Yes you can. 
Oh, what's your armor class, Wyatt? You're um, not in your ranger form right now, Wyatt. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's 16 normally. DM, what do you think? Uh, right now... Roll me a d20 and tell me what you get. Me? No, uh, Damien, please. Oh. Uh, 15 on the die. Okay. Damien, you... <laughs> I understand the pain. Damien, you quick as lightning. Your dagger is unsheathed and you slam it down onto uh, uh, Wyatt's hand. You, though, Wyatt, like, instinctually just moves slightly enough so that the blade actually slams into the counter, but does cut a good about two inches in size into the, like, meaty part of the outside of his hand. And you immediately begin to see blood begin to come out. Regular mm. blood. With just a tinge of a darker color to it. But the normal viscosity of blood. And Damien, you've seen it many times. Do you want me to do a screen for speech before I have it do so? No, that's okay, Matt. I I, I prefer your why it wouldn't scream like a like a little wimp. He's he's tough. Oh, Got to suck oh, this up. Like it. There we go. Are you a race car? Damien will stalk out and just kind of the. He very much had to restrain himself from casting fucking Shadow of Moral and just consuming this guy in the Prophet Darkness. Damien is going to stalk upstairs to, like, the quiet upstairs room because he would kill someone otherwise. Damien, you stalk Storm out of this kitchen area, the door swinging behind you. As you just leave a, like, almost just stunned at this moment, Wyatt, alone in this kitchen. And you storm your way out of the cafeteria completely. You don't even see Virian or uh, Avery at all. You just make your way back to the main foyer, heading up the stairs, round and round, all the way up to the top. So you reach the very precipice. And you once again open up the large steel door, opening up into the large glass uh, completely clear precipice and pinnacle of this pyramid where you can see out onto the entirety of Ganymede and the Sea of Fog and so far the only place in this entire god-forsaken place that you have ever found any moment of peace. Now that he's up there, he'll kind of glance shut the door and now that he's got some understanding of what's happening to him and he's released that rage and can't focus on, like, Virion being in danger, or Avery looking into something, or Wyatt being an idiot. He's just kind of going to... He's just gonna kind of stand motionless by a window, and if anyone could see the front side of him, they could swear they could see him crying, but he will never admit it. My boy is afraid. Damien stands alone. In the top of this pyramid 
the rain buffeting the glass all around him. Lightning strikes, the pink lightning rumbling up in these clouds, illuminating everything just for a second. And some would say they saw something glisten along the cheek of Damien, but never would anyone be able to confirm that story. But meanwhile, Avery, you kind of lag behind, stalking, not really even once you have this liquid in your hand, you kind of lose all like semblance of thought to anyone else. Like just it's these things you can't help it. But the finding out of knowledge and the searching for it and the quest for knowledge has always just driven you so. And it's almost like the world just kind of fades around around you as you have this new black kind of viscous liquid in your hands. And you manage to make your way down a different hallway, the one that you haven't seen before. You don't see anyone around and you find a bench and you begin to sit down. Uh, what would you like to make a check on this with? I don't know a card, so I think I'm going to make a medicine check. Huh? I know the fact, I know the lack of magical properties to it, so next is working out what it is biologically. Sure. Uh, you can make me a medicine check then. I'll use a knowledge dose to add a d6 because I only get plus 3 to medicine. Is it wisdom? Yes. Okay. The d6 might have helped there. Um, 14 plus 3 plus 6. 23. Avery, you sit down on this bench and you actually open up the vial and you pour the liquid out into your hand. And as it does, you can feel it harden as it lands into your hand, but then immediately once again soften back to just liquid as it the black kind of silvery iridescent liquid kind of just glints back at you. And as you do this, you kind of just filling it back into the tube, it leaves you with a cold feeling in your hand. This, you... You don't think this is... I mean, it has to be some sort of bio-organic bio material, but this this is nothing that you've ever seen, and it's... So, well, even blood that you... this You know it's only been out of Damien for... Couldn't have been that long. You saw him. You saw his wash his hand and wipe off some more of this stuff from their hand not that long ago. But this is icy cold, where... It almost feels like it never had any heat to it at all. So I'll pour it back into the using vial as as it softens up. I'll pour it back into the vial, close it up because I'm trying not I'm trying not to make sure I get caught with any obviously I have people start questioning what it is so. Once I've done this examination, I'll put it back in my component pouch. Uh, as you manage to pour it back in, seal up the vial, you're putting it into your component pouch. And as you look up and kind of, once again, re-ascertain your surroundings, you look towards where you came from. And just as you look, you see red bushy hair walk by. But with the fact that I rolled two twos on advantage on the die, 
Evelina does not even hazard a glance down this hallway and just keeps on keeping on as she walks right by you and goes to wherever she was heading. But what would you like to do now, Avery? There's nothing else I can. I'm going to go for this for a minute, not about alchemy equipment. So I will. Yeah, I think I'll end my study there in that. To... I think I'll. I think I'll head back and wait outside the. Um... I keep forgetting what it's called. The the whole where Calypso is the meeting room. The war room. Just wait for the other. Yeah, see if anyone actually does turn. Fantastic. Play with the cat. Avery slipping the vial into your component's pouch. You stand up, breathing a sigh of relief as Evelina's bushy red hair completely disappears from your view before you make your way slowly to the end of the corridor, looking out left-right, seeing no one. You turn your way back down right, head back towards Calypso's war room. But meanwhile... The camera kind of shooting around once again finds itself on kind of a meandering elf, kind of glistening, but not in their normal happy tone, more of the, I don't know what the fuck is going on, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do tone, as Virian kind of just makes their way absentmindedly down another one of these hallways in this massive pyramid. But what's going on, Virian? At this point, Varian just wandering along, still kind of trying to focus on remembering how to breathe. Oxygen is vital. Also, just kind of absently tapping his fingers on his spellbook because it's solid. He's not really looking where he's going. Varian, as you just kind of tapping on this spellbook, Trying to not almost absentmindedly seeing if you can just get Terran's attention with this without, you know, even really thinking about it. But Terran seems to just not be there at this moment, no matter you subconsciously have reached out a couple of times, just trying to get anything solid. He's might be a voice in this book, but he's been someone you've been able to at least speak to and has been honest with you, it seems. But he doesn't seem to be responding at this moment to you. And as you walk down this hallway, you suddenly once again find yourself standing in front of the painting leading down to the wards. Anything changed about it since I was last here? It's just closed right now. So, with the spellbook, is it more like Taran's ignoring me or is it more like this is a normal book? No, it's just, it seems that Terran's just ignoring you. You can still okay. feel the power coming off of the book, and you definitely know that he's there. He's just leaving you on red, is the best way, I guess, to put it. In that case, Varian kind of comes to for a moment, realizes where he is. 
and then realises he can't be seeing anybody at the moment, so he's going to go and head back upstairs to make his little room of solitude. Virian, as you begin to turn, you see the door next to the painting, Doc's office door, is actually cracked open. And as you begin to step by, you suddenly hear from inside, Is that... Is that you, Virian? Yeah, yes. And as you say yes, the door opens and Doc ducks down and steps out into the hallway. I... I must apologize. Um, I... I... I don't exactly feel the way that you say you or any of your compatriots or any of the ministers would, but I... I know when I did something I should not have. And calling your friend Wyatt out like that, um, that's... That is highly inappropriate. Um, I wish to know, do you happen to know what he would be? As I heard, he was getting drunk in the kitchen. I shouldn't think he'll have moved from that spot. Yes, well, I thank you for that. Um, I, I do not wish to breach his trust anymore, but I do feel it pertinent to mention I did check on the sample that I took from him, and while I do not understand what seems to be interacting with his blood, I can tell you that it seems to be stable at this moment. From everything that I could ascertain from just a study of this, it seems that I don't know if dormant is the term I would like to use, but whatever it is going on inside of your compatriot seems to have at least stopped momentarily. Even if it was reaching his trust, we needed to know this. This thing, if it's what we believe it is, is travelling fast, it's spreading over, and I don't think anybody knows how to get rid of it. Yes, um, even through my years of experience dealing with multiversal creatures and sicknesses and all other manner of disease and such, I've never seen such a, something like this. It's very... It seems almost, I do not like this term either, but alien in a way. It is so different and I just, I don't know. It, it bears resemblance to some kind of human structure that we would find on an earth, but yet also a very alien in its idea. I apologize, Virian. I am I'm rambling right now, and I, I just this is a new experience for me here, being a doctor and not knowing what to do. Might I ask you something? 
Of course. Is there anything in my blood? Oh, no. From what I could ascertain from the sample I took, you appear to be an elf. And just have a tiny, tiny smile at that. He is well aware he is an elf. Well, I must go make an apology. I will leave you to yourself. If you wish to say anything to the two in the wards downstairs, the doors are always unlocked for you. I may be back later. Virion, you are now once again as the giant warforge clomps away. You are left alone. Since Taran is basically ignoring my messages, I'm just going to head upstairs because in this moment, Varian can't really face too much interaction with anyone. All right, uh, you're going to make your way back up to the top uh, where your quarters are. Uh, Avery, yeah. make me a perception check. Uh, perception. Absolute balls. Um, Ten. Avery, as you are ac- or entering back into the main foyer after studying this for a while, you see um, Virian making their way. They've already made it up about a flight of the stairs, but you see them making their way up the stairs. They, see, they seem pretty rough after their comfort, after the interaction me, them, and Damien from earlier, so I'll let you be. Alright. Uh, so you're still heading towards the war room. Virian, you're heading towards your quarters, which are about a floor, a few floors below where Damien is currently, which is in the pinnacle, otherwise known as the precipice, uh, the glass top of this pyramid. But our final gang member here, Wyatt! You've been left alone in the kitchen by yourself, your hands now bleeding, and that wonderful happy buzz you had a moment ago is long gone. Long, long, long gone. And it's just left you with that cold, empty, kind of gross feeling that you're left with when you just feel like shit. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> why it will um, is there a first aid kit in the kitchen yeah Wyatt as your blood kind of seeps onto this counter suddenly if by magic and I really do mean by magic in front of you like literally kind of almost making itself appear on the top of this counter a little white box with a red cross on the front of you appears. I will, uh, Wyatt will um, open the box and clean and clean up the wound which Damien had inflicted upon him, which could have been way worse, let's face it. Um, so Wyatt will count his lucky stars and then uh, he will um, do his best to dress the wound and then. Uh, Realize that he probably should go to the Calypso. 
Make me a perception check there, Mr. Wyatt. Wyatt, as you're cleaning this wound and you look at your hand, you realize that it takes a second, but it pretty much closes itself as you're staring at it here in this moment. And you realize the stop bleeding almost instantaneously. And as you look at it a second more, cut's gone. Hmm. Some advantages, I guess. I was going to see that doctor at some point. Because maybe that's what the, the goo was originally for. For a long life. Healed. It's bad control. Oh, no. So, what the fuck is that, Alex? Wyatt, as you make your way, staring at your hand for a moment, it uh, almost knocks you back as the kitchen doors once again swing open, and you see stepping through the door a massive silver war forged. Oh, Wyatt, I've, I heard you would be here in the kitchen. I have come here to apologize. As a doctor, as a creature of science, I I address that in the very wrong way. I should not have put you out in front of your friends like that. Well, I will fold his arms slightly and like... I get that you were surprised. Um, and I'm aware that I'm not your patient. But surely doctor, even Warford's doctors follow a creed of patient confidentiality? Yes, I, once again, I greatly apologize. I was trying to save the life of your other compatriots' lives in the moments, and I should not have said what I said. It's okay. It's okay. You want to know that you were going to open a can of worms, as it were. So, see at a learning point. Um, next time it happens, next time that sort of thing happens, take the person to one side, add to the appropriate time to ask them the questions like that. Maybe do that. Um, I, however, have questions for you. Oh, of course. I have done put you in this situation, so I will do and I will answer anything I can for you. Damien came at me with a blade, and don't blame him at all for that. That's Damien, and that's how he says hello half the time, probably. Um, I started bleeding, went to clean it, and can you see a wound? 
Doc's tendrilled, fingered hand kind of reaches out and you see the fingers almost extend and all of five of the fingers are like on your hand kind of poking over them. No, your skin seems to be completely intact. Exactly. Good, doesn't it? Why is I'm going to be completely honest with you? I know nothing about whatever has infected your body. And it is a substance like nothing I've ever encountered before. I I, I could not tell you. I I would hazard a scientific notion that yes, the goo had something to do with that healing. Of what its nature is or why, I I cannot say. Okay. Have you been able to analyze it at all? Am I... Am I wrong for this... Life that we You see the tendrilled hand kind of withdraws and both the arms kind of cross behind his back and he has that very kind of authoritative look as he stands up. I have had time to do a quick analysis of your blood and running it through the tests and attempting to synthesize whatever it is has been fruitless. What I can tell you from the sample of your blood that I do have, it seems to be in some sort of dormancy. It's the infection in your blood from the sample that I acquired. I ran some tests and through the other cultures that I made with the small sample that I received. The infection does not seem to be spreading through your body anymore. Yeah, good. Um, are you able to tell if I'm contagious? Once again, Wyatt, I do apologize, but I am completely out of my depth here. Well, let me, let me put this into co- into simple things here, okay? Because, you know, I'm not a medical guy, okay? I know you are. Okay, I'm not. We had, you know, all manner of hell back on, back on Earth. You know, we, we had things like influenza, we had, you know, the common cold. Um, we had Spanish flu and things like that. We, thankfully, we never had any kind of, you know, mass pandemic, which, uh, con- which confined everyone to their homes for like two years. We didn't have anything like that when I was alive, thank goodness, but... Your question, Avery, yes. or Wyatt, sorry. I've been good <clears throat> you're still a 
you you know what you're looking for regarding you know basically what the makeup of the whatever that is is inside me yeah basically i i have the basis of understandings of what the structure of this could be yes well can you analyze what's coming out of me as i'm breathing for example Wyatt, if I had to hazard a medical guess at this, the infection level in your blood, I would not expect unless someone made direct contact with your bodily fluids or your blood itself, you would be infectious to anyone else at this point. Protecting comrades is the most important thing now to me. I go if I have to go out. What if I if it, if one day it has to be that I go? Then uh, screw it. I let Damien do it. But only if he has to, of course. Anyway, thanks, Doc. I must ask, Wyatt, if you would allow me to take another sample. I, I would like to try and see if I can figure out anything else about this. Wyatt narrows his eyes slightly and then says, What, well, did you open a vein or something? Or? You see him raise the other non-tendled hand with only the three large claws on it. And as he kind of flattens the hand out, you see a uh, surgical needle kind of extend from the center of his palm. Ooh, hang on a second. Wyatt, do not be a baby. It is just a needle. It is just a perk. <laughs> Is there not any blood on the table, sir? No, the table as the minute a mess is created on any of these countertops, like Smart House style, if you've seen the classic Disney Channel film, it disappears like into it, almost like it just sucks into the counters. So the is going well. Excellent. Okay, fine. Just be quick about it. And you stick out your arm, and Doc's large three-clawed finger just wraps around your forearm before you feel a small prick in your forearm. And about three seconds pass before Doc removes his hand. I thank you, Wyatt, and once again, I vastly apologize for my indiscretions. Do me a favor. If I can. No telling anyone in the pyramid. Okay? This is. You could jeopardize everything. I mean, my team knows, but. Let's not wait Calypso till we need to, alright? 
You see Doc kind of staring at you. Yes, I've already broken my oath today by what I did, unfortunately, as much as I know that as a member of this watch, I should inform Calypso. I will keep this secret quiet. Just for now, okay? If you find out something which is worse or better, then you'll change things accordingly. I appreciate it, thank you. Good day to you, Detective. And to you, Doctor. And the Warforge will turn on his heel and duck back down through the doorway before clomping out of the cafeteria. Once again, leaving you alone in the kitchen. Alright, so I'm going to leave the kitchen. Uh, not before he uh, he goes and pours uh, four black coffees into, uh, into the takeaway cups and then puts them on like, a cardboard sort of tray and heads to try and find the others because he's got some building to do here. Uh, sure. Where are you planning on going first? Oh, wait, I'll go over top. You're gonna head to the top of the tower? I haven't been there yet, so why not? Awesome. Uh, well then, we see Detective Wyatt pour these coffees, and once again, this kitchen is amazing. Anything you kind of think of when you reach towards these cabinets, they just seem to magically appear for you. And just you have it. You have four cups of wonderful smelling black coffee. And as you look about, you see on the counter, a just little carrying rack appears. Perfectly fit for these four coffees. You make your way out of the cafeteria. And as you make your way standing back in the middle of the entire main entryway, kind of looking around in the foyer, just... Wait, fuck. Which way was Calypso's office? Ah, fuck it. I'm gonna go check something else out. And you begin to head your way up the stairs towards the top of the pyramid. But meanwhile... Avery, you find yourself outside of Calypso's office. You're just standing there alone. Just you and your cat. Would you like to do anything? I let down the, I let down the Sylvie. Who you know, probably got a spare toy somewhere in my bag. I don't think they're coming back. What do you think? Meow. Maybe the roots. Sylvie just kind of brushes against your leg, kind of just snaking their way between your feet. Just looking up at you, not making any noise though. Let's try upstairs. It might be that way. Sure. Are you heading for the rooms, or are you going all the way to the top? I'm not going to head to the top, I don't think. I think I will come to the top of the stairs and um, call out, is anyone there? 
Virian, you do hear Avery's voice as he does reach this point of the stairs. Do you respond? I'm just going to keep going up the stairs at this point. Probably spacing out again so I completely miss, like, returning off to the rooms. So there's no one in the dormitory areas. I'm gonna, all right, I'm gonna go in my room just to relax and make some, make some notes on my findings and just examine my spell book one more time because I know we're obviously gonna go into Ganymede and inevitably there's gonna be fighting, but I'll use something to just prop open the door just so if anyone walks past, I do notice them. Sure. All right, Avery, you make your way into your room and you begin to study your spell book. We then go to the almost absent-minded at this moment, Virian, who finds himself standing in front of the large metal door that they know leads to the top of this pyramid, the glass viewing chamber at the top. I think I'm going to knock and see if there's any answer first. You kind of get a mental kind of prod via message, just kind of see whether it's you or not. Sorry, am I interrupting you? No, I just... You, you can come in, I just didn't want to see Wyatt. Arthur nearly murdered him, or Avery right now, so I let myself in. It's still raining outside, isn't it? Pouring. Storm's only seemingly gotten worse. Lightning strikes much more rapidly, and you feel just the thunder rumbling. Even though you know you're dry and safe in here, it, you can feel just the thunder rumble through the entire pyramid every time it goes off. Aaron just looks up. That's why everything is actually quite soon. That's why I've spent so much time up here. It's It drowns out everything else. What do we do next? I really don't know anymore. I've been trying to think what we can do. When I was in the library, I said to Knives that I've become so used to everyone else making decisions, I seem to have lost the ability to do it for myself. I think it's largely because I've never trusted my own judgment. Until I was beaten over the head, not too long back. With a few home troops. I spent so long following my own path that the idea of... There being more than one right choice seems strange to me. 
was just going to go over and look out the window. I feel like I shouldn't have said what I said about Wyatt, but I feel like we all should have known it. We should have. I think I scared him straight, but... Need I ask what happened? I didn't maim him. I just cut his hand a little. better. Could have gone worse. He's more afraid of what the stuff inside could do to him than he is of what I could do to him. But you know, it's a situation I very quickly reversed. I think... I can't really imagine being in his shoes, though. I'm a coward. I'm afraid of most things. But... Obviously, we've both died more than once. But... I don't recall ever seeing any of my deaths coming. They were very sudden, and I didn't have time to dwell on them. The closest I got was the aquarium, knowing I was running and abandoning everyone. I knew my first one was coming. It, it was one of those things where you can see... like standing in a forest and someone's chopped down a tree and you see it falling towards you but you don't do anything to get out the way hmm. I knew I was making them angry I knew they were running out of ways to break me and my only there was no third option it was death or it was join them Do you ever feel that we seem to be skipping death a lot? We do. It's... All my deaths have been... The actual, like, death itself has been quick. The instant of the explosion, the crush of the earth, the flick of a blade. Before I came here, I always wondered if I was supposed to die before then. It's just small things I've never been able to explain. And, well, I suppose it's a story for another time. But I'm just wondering, why? When everyone around us is dying, do we keep surviving? Someone like you I can understand. But not someone like myself. 
I mean, if we put near-death experiences on the table, I should have died about a hundred times by now. Yet I live through spite, through luck, through skill, through ruthlessness. I'm sure some of the, your close calls have similar veins to them. I... I don't know. Aaron's just staring off out into the distance. There's like a brief moment, and you probably catch like a shudder roll through Damien for a second. Or he kind of, he puts his like hand on your shoulder to get your attention. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're about to go back into it all. But... If there comes a point, and I'm sure I'll be able to tell where whatever is happening to all of us, to me, if it ever gets to a point where you know you're no longer looking at me, that it's not me anymore, I beg you to find the strength just to stop it. It takes very a while to answer that. It's just not exactly staring at Damien. But it's more he's just trying to comprehend what's just been asked of him. I don't want to promise something I'm not sure I'm capable of. I know. I know you're capable of it. When it comes to yourself, you think yourself weak. But when it comes to you with others, you are so much stronger. Man, I'm going to cry. That's my sister. Wyatt, you can't hear exactly what they're saying, but you can hear voices from the other side of this massive steel door. Can I tell which voices or not? You can make me a perception check. 18. You're pretty sure that one of those voices is Damien's. You're not positive if it's Virian or Avery who's up there with them. Okay. 
Okay. Those two voices you definitely recognize. Wyatt's gonna knock on the door. Knock on the door. He's gonna knock on the door. The two of you, Virian and Damien, hear the knock on the steel door. Who is it? Me. The fuck do you want? Okay. No. I've got coffee. I don't care. Wyatt, go, just make yourself useful, go make sure we have actual supplies and things for our journey, and maybe we'll talk in the morning, alright? But right now, I'm very tempted to dismember you. Okay, I'll leave your coffee that other door. Wyatt does that, and then leaves. Wyatt, you get about halfway down the stairs before you meet up with Avery, who was coming up the stairs after you. Hey, Avery. Avery will keep walking past us, because as awkward as he always tends to be when he's lost in four. Avery, Avery, I've got coffee, you want one? Cat walks past, still giving him the like, I'm watching you eyes. I'm sorry. Okay, I wasn't thinking straight. And um, I'm going to go and supply the thing. Um, Damien's in there with, I'm assuming, Vivian, if you're out here. I, uh, I'll catch you a bit. Thank you. Why are they downstairs? Avery's coffee. Are you just going to stand? That's correct. Are you just staying on the stairs here? Or are you going upstairs? Uh, no. Back, back to the tradition research. He will drink, drink the coffee as long as it's black milk sugars. That's how Alex likes his coffee. That's how Avery would as well. Avery taking the coffee, mage hand putting it gently into their hand, kind of turns back around and steps back into the quarters area before stepping into their chambers, closing the door behind them and studying. Wyatt walking down the stairs alone with a single coffee, pondering everything that's just occurred. And Virian and Damien standing up the top pinnacle of this pyramid, the lightning cascading around them, the rain pelting across these glass windows. But the camera kind of just zooms out as it just stares over the entirety of Ganymede. And it does, another flash of lightning hits. And in the thunder, you almost feel like you can hear a laugh for a second. 
but it was thunder. And that is where we will end this week's adventure in Escape from Wolfarm. Thank you to everybody for listening to this episode of uh, of Dungeons and Junkies. Um, we're going to table now and um, just give our social information. And we'll start with Chad. Hello, I'm Chad, and today I played insert name here and i had a very wonderful time doing it i hope you enjoyed me playing insert name here if you would like to hear me on any other podcast check me out on visionaries global media and of course you want to follow me on twitter you can do so at chad's underscore mind or at vftr 2p0 always a good time caitlin what up mortals I'm Caitlin. Uh, I've I've been here. <laughs> That's my. I run a separate TTRPG podcast featuring all of these wonderful lot called Dice and Suffering. It's where my D and D campaign is. It's also where we play Blades in the Dark, featuring clowns and hookers and lasagna. And no, none of that makes sense. It barely makes sense to me, and I, I listen to it. I also write articles about games and mental health on themindgame.org. Woo. End transmission. Kerry. Hello, I'm Kerry. Like everyone else here, I don't really have any big projects going on. I'm just the one they kind of can't get rid of. Anyway, I'm Shira Beans on Twitter, where I lurk a lot and post very little. But I also get to supervise the Dungeons and Junkies art Instagram, which is just Dungeon Junkies on Instagram. Goodbye. See you later. Alex. Yes, I am Alex, and I play insert name here as to copy Chaz's trend because that was a pretty cool trend. Uh, you can find me at Spiderbread UK on Twitter. You can find our main show at Game Junkies Pod, and you can find this ever-growing collection of Dungeons and Dragons content on Dungeons and Junkies. Indeed, you can find me at Matt at UK. Thank you again to everybody for listening. Thank you to everybody who's playing. And uh, we're out of here. This podcast was brought to you by me, Chad, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media and Mad Attack Productions.